0: Welcome to Kick-Ass Radio, hosted by Jo Sainsbury, founder of Kick-Ass Women. Join Jo over the next hour as she shares stories and conversations that are both inspiring and empowering. Having spent over 30 years in the corporate sector, Jo Sainsbury kicked off her heels and became a coal train driver working in the rail and mining industry. It has been her goal ever since to empower and support women who are considering a career change into an industry role, making the transition as smooth as possible. Jo is a walking, talking success story of how taking the plunge into industry can open up a world of opportunity. And you can do it too. If you're a woman working in industry or considering a career change, this is the radio station
1: for you. Let's get into this episode of kick Radio. Hey there, Glowgetters. Welcome to the kick Radio Show. Am I excited for today's show? You bet your kick-ass I am. This week has been a cracker here in Australia. It's been National Skills Week all week. Now, National Skills Week is dedicated to raising the profile and status of vocational learning, dispelling outdated myths, and showcasing the attractive career opportunities for all Australians. Now, this year's theme is Rethink Your Ideas, and it's in regards if you've ever wondered about apprenticeships, traineeships, and vocational education. Now, this was the perfect week to get all your questions answered. So I advise you to check out the National Skills Week website to catch up on all the week's online events that they've held and the resources that they've got on offer. There's heaps of little informational um, videos, lots of resources to download, and I was fortunate to get to sit in on a couple of webinars throughout the week hosted by National Skills Australia, and may I say, some of the great insights and advice shared was phenomenal. And I'll be posting some info and sharing some content over the coming weeks, so stay tuned. Now, here today on Kickass Radio, we are going to get a little or a big hit of tech talk from our special guest, Michelle Bowditch of Door 20A. Now, Michelle is the founder of Door 20A, and it's a tech consulting agency supporting female entrepreneurs and executive assistants to accelerate their careers. Now, through strategic coaching, Michelle helps professionals amplify their workplace presence, master influence, and roadmap their ambitions into existence. And Door20A's mission is to inspire professionals to find their unique voice. disrupt the the status quo and achieve peak performance by automating workflow with the right tech tools, and we'll really talk about that. With the belief that every woman deserves business success, Michelle has quickly become a formidable leader in the mentoring space, and her philosophy is be you, do you, and amaze you, and it underpins every facet of Door 20A, and it is instrumental to enabling women to lead from within because there's only one incredible you in this world. And how often do we say that? Michelle has a regular segment on Talking Tech which showcases newly trending apps and recently appeared on Ticker TV, Short Black with Sandra Sully and Sky News. She is also a multi-award finalist and winner. So you are listening to the Kick-Ass Radio Show, Kickstart, where we talk about all things women working in non-traditional roles in varied male-dominated industries, and I tell you how it is. I'm your host, Joe Sainsbury, the Glow Getter. I hope we can keep you in good company over the coming hour, and a huge shout out to all the women working out on track and on site today. Have a great day. Stay safe. Now, let's get into it. A big hello, Michelle. Welcome to Kickass Radio. How are we today?
2: I'm very well. Thanks for having me, Joe. From uh, sunny, actually freezing cold Sydney. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we're a balmy twenty seven degrees up here in Central Queensland. So we'll try very and jealous. pass some. We'll try and pass some love down to you. <laughs> Thank you for for coming on the radio show and for sharing some of your valuable time and I know you're super busy but we're also going to enjoy your company and learn a lot from you. So to kick things off can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and how you arrived knocking on door 28? (laughs)
2: Look um I think with anything in life, we we envision where we're going to be um, and I certainly didn't think I'd be here. My actual career prior to being a business owner was in the executive assistant space. So um, I supported CEOs and CFOs on a global scale and um, something incredible happened in 2018. I was supporting a CEO at the time and we got to go off to Silicon Valley. Now, I'm a mother yeah. in... Yeah, I'm a mother in my late 40s now. And at that time, technology... You know, it was my kids telling me about all the apps and the tools and, you know, things I needed to have. And I was like pushing them away. So technology was kind of a foreign thing, but went to Silicon Valley um, and supported in an incubation, which was a foreign word for me as well. We say Mm. the word incubation. Um, But during the six months of the incubation, I um, met Zoom and Slack, which everyone now uses because we're now doing this hybrid work. And I had to learn about how to create efficiencies in my role, supporting the CEO level, um, to be able to work smarter, not harder. But then also my, um, uh, my CEO was asking me to step up to the plate and be more strategic and have a voice. And the only way I could do that was to create efficiencies in the way that I did things from automating expenses to creating calendar invites to, you know, taking your to-do list from a paper-based into electronic-based and all those kind of things. So, you know, fast forward... Um, now to 2019 um, my job was no longer required and I went what am I going to do and you know and my boss said to me at the time Mish just go out there you'll be fine start your own business I had no idea so I just started talking to my friends everything about what I'd learned in the tech space and being an EA for 15 years plus plus. Um, and then started talking on stage. And then people go, Oh, can you mentor me? Can you show me how to do it? So it wasn't a wake up one day, write a business plan and, you know, do all those kind of things. It was kind of just go do it. And, um, you know, now in 2021, we're in our second year of lockdown. Um, You know, last year was very different to where I am today. Um, And because everyone was banging on my door last year. How do I use Zoom? I can't get people in the room. You know, my Microsoft Teams won't work and all these crazy things. So, you know, it was a real, I, I, Stepped last year into an education role, educating women in business. Mm. You know how do I set my Zoom up? You know how do I create a waiting room? You know how do I put a passcode on I I don't know how many people rang me last year, Joe, and said, "Oh my gosh, these people just appeared in my meeting. How did they appear
1: in my?" It was such a whole new world, isn't it? And like even I, like I only used Zoom last year, a couple of years at the beginning of the year, so it was a whole new world to me. And I'm technologically Mm. challenged at the best of. But, uh, and I'm still learning. But, yes, so to a lot of women out there that, you know, we, we do our routine. We live by a routine. We do our habitual things. So to have something new youth, yeah. it, it it, it's like a panic station. And, and I
2: think um, technology... It's still a fearful world. We're, uh, we're still scared by it. And I think, um you know, what I do is I just make it fun for people. Mm-hmm. I want them to be able to have the right tech tools in their toolkit, as I say, yeah. for them to work efficiently. So, you know, really it's nutting down, you know, what do you need in your business? Um, how can we implement it? And finding a solution for you and, and not giving you a solution because it's the latest phase or the Kardashians are using or whatever. What do you need in your business to work efficiently at? And then give them the confidence because I find once you give them the confidence and you speak in their language, you're not speaking a techie, cody language then they, it, just, it just works so much quicker yeah, and easier. Yeah. So, you know, and every business is different. You know, you could be in North Queensland like yourself and you might want to convert to an online um, to-do list. And how do we do that for someone that's got lots of paper in front of them? Like it's finding something for you. So yeah. it's making it fun. And I feel now that I am more advanced than my children because um, <laughs> I've got teenage children. Um, and they don't like that sometimes because I give them a new app. But it's also, you know, like, it's a great sharing. A great experience. example is at the moment you know oh yeah I and mean, in like at the moment everyone's got their whole ideas on it but um you know now we're going to get to a stage where when we are vaccinated how do we prove that we're vaccinated so the medicare app at the moment i'm showing everyone how to download their digital vaccination certificate oh wow. and put it in okay. the apple wallet and it's something simple Yeah, it's really, so the government, and it's a national thing, everyone thinks it's New South Wales, but like, you know, we will at some point have to be able to show that we are um, vaccinated and how do we do it? It's in your, it's in your Medicare app. um, And and
1: like all of these cards are coming, becoming digital, aren't they? Like anything that you really are subscribed to or that you've completed and that, um, Mm. I know i got my private health insurance digital card through only last week also, so That's the way, that's the world we live in now. That's exactly right. So we need to... It's having
2: everything at your fingertips. And, you know, another great example, and I know um, for the people in Queensland, you guys don't have it, but in New South Wales, we've now got a digital licence. So if we log into the Service New South Wales app, um, we don't have to carry around our hard licence anymore. We can just open the app, app and there's yeah. our licence. So if I get pulled over tomorrow for a random breath test or whatever, I just can pull it out and it's on my oh phone.
1: Oh so you yeah.
2: yeah. Like it there. But it's making so, you feel comfortable.
1: Yeah. And that's exactly right. And, like, um, I, know, I know it's hard to get used to new things because I was an EA for 16 years in my career and uh, your, story, wow. yeah, your story resonates with me very deeply. I'm very heartfelt about it. And your accomplishment, accomplishments are so inspiring. And if only technology was so grand back then. But, like, I thought the electronic typewriter was absolute <laughs> wow when it came in because <laughs> I started off my career, EA career, as the old stenographer, Pittman Shorthand, ah. and yep. doing dictation and um, when the mighty... Electronic typewriter come in instead of just you know punching the keys, it was like and it automatically (laughs) returned, and uh, we could use carbon paper, so I could create a copy and I could backspace and erase my errors. (laughs) But but like I'm still old school. I love my lists. I love writing my notes. I still use my old diary. Wow, and it's chock a block (laughs) full of all my printed emails. (laughs) With appointments and whatnot on, but that's me. That's that's my old school But I'm I'm learning. I've got lots of apps. I've probably got about fifty apps on my phone that I don't use. But we're getting there. Well,
2: well, you're sitting here today on Zoom, so you've you know you've created the efficiency in your business because you needed to learn to use Zoom. So that's okay.
1: <laughs> so yes, it's um it's definitely a learning curve. But it, as you said, it's all about efficiency and productivity, and they are great tools to master and to have in in your business and in your personal life so in regards to um working in in that space of being an assistant executive assistant how did you um champion your way through a male dominated industry if it was so to speak and did you have any experience any challenges in those roles
2: Look, it is still a man's world out there at the CEO level. So um, the CEO I was supporting at the time was my first female CEO ever. So I I actually, I'd only started working with her uh, 12 months prior to us um, going through the incubation. But my whole life I had a male boss um, Mm -hmm. and it was really, really challenging. And I think also, you know, being at an EA to a CEO or a CFO, um, supporting a male you weren't allowed to have a voice you were there like you said you're sitting there on the typewriter you're taking the notes or minutes um, you are there you, you, you're operating a transactional action or component so when we wanted to be strategic EAs all of a sudden we have a voice and it's like you know people look at us and go she's just an EA why is she telling us what to do or showing us what to do? So it was a really, it's a really hard conversation and it still is hard conversations for a lot of EAs in the spaces. Like if they're in the the construction industry, um, if they're in FMCG, um, government, not so much anymore. Like to have a voice as an executive assistant, um, it is still really hard because the men, and you know, I'm not putting men down because there are some incredible male CEOs, but they, we are seeing in our EA space that, we're not meant to have a voice. And, you know, my role through mentoring and coaching is to give these women, you know, voices so they can have a seat at the boardroom table. So they're not sitting there just being the minute taker. Um and how do we do that? And that a lot of it is the confidence piece, but it's also the understanding um, to the CEO or the CFO that these um women and they are predominantly women in the executive system space. We do see some men, but they 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 are actually real humans who are super, super talented, and we've got to show them how to showcase their superpowers. So how do we showcase their superpowers? Like what are your underlying skills? Like, um, you know, and how do we show it in a way that um, the men or the executives are seeing that you're adding value to the organisation and you can do it in a strategic approach? So it's a real challenge, Joe. still. Um, and I will say to you, um, doing the incubation um, in Silicon Valley back in 2018, um, there was a lot of young men, I will say young boys, so a lot of the, the cloud solution artists, architects, the data scientists, all these groovy, funky titles were all men. Um, and it's a really tough for a woman to break through in that industry because predominantly she has not been seen as someone that is in that role. So it's yet again, I mean, you know, we've all got our story to share. So how do we share our story? Um, but also adding value to someone or the organisation at the, at the same time. When we're in a role that we're seen as, she's just the person that's going to make the cup of coffee. She's just the person that's going to take the minutes or notes. Like it's really having that confidence and that voice um, to step up and lead from within. And 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 it continues every day to be a challenge. I'm, um, you know, I believe the EA space has certainly made a huge leap of faith and uh, not, sorry, a jump of um, because we've gone from having oh, the typewriters. Yeah. Um, to having how many words we need to type per minute to now, you need to be have the tech skills as well to come along with it. So it's a journey. um, And I think every industry is different as to where they're placed. If you're an EA in the tech space, you are seen and you do have a seat at the boardroom table. If you're someone in construction or um, health, you will still be that EA making those cups of coffee. So there's a bit of a shift still to to, to go know, from here to there but um it's tough joe i'm not going to admit that you know tough. i'm often having conversations with females to saying i'm just seen as the ea who makes the cups of coffee and that goes drives me nuts
1: <laughs> and and it has like that role has definitely progressed over the years and i know from from my space when i worked there as i um like work my way through when I was finishing in that role, the EAs are more or less running the companies, you know, they're, yes. they're the CEO's right-hand person and they're the ones that are actually doing all, you know, creating all the communication. They're setting up all the, um, the meetings and the reports. They're doing the reports. They're researching for the reports. And I end up becoming um, involved with project management, which led to yeah. me actually leaving that corporate sector and pursuing project management and, you know, getting a diploma in project management and doing that in the construction industry. Um, because I had, I worked with a a group department in that sphere and I was doing all those reporting, um, tasks. I was putting all the information together. So it led, you know, it, it leads to bigger and better things, but you definitely um, sorry, I was alluding to, I was having to learn software programs that I wasn't familiar with in regards to yep. um, productivity, machine um, preventative maintenance and whatnot. So there is definitely the need for, for the ladies to get involved in all the techie space in that role, even if they are just an executive, or they're not just an executive assistant, as I said, no. they're more or less running the companies, but there's lots of opportunity. And I think another thing is, they all need to establish a support system. You know, it's an instinct yes. that as women, we take care of everyone else and put our needs on pause. Mm-hmm. But it's important for our own wellbeing to also look out for ourselves and our personal development if we want to be of service to others. And support yeah, yes. systems can make a difference to women. Like women typically assume a lot of family responsibilities, putting us in a position where we don't have the time to focus on our personal and yeah. professional growth. So we need to develop those support systems that can help us as we pursue our career goals. And it may be a supportive spouse, parents, in-laws, kids, friends, or anyone willing to help you out. And if members of your support system can take care of things um, that you typically do while you dedicate time to to your personal development, like getting tech savvy Mm -hmm. in the tools that you you need for your job, You'll have time freed up to put the work into it and become successful or more successful in that role that you're performing. So it's yeah, yeah. it's a hundred definite... a
2: hundred and ten percent, Joan. You are right. Like it's creating those efficiencies in the role you're doing. So if you can automate part of the administrative process that or the what I call the transactional functions in your role, it then frees you up the time to become more strategic. So, like you were saying, you know, you took on projects and all those kind of things. But if you're not Um, you know taking that step forward and taking ownership and responsibility to learn develop and create those efficiencies then you're still going to be stagnant and you're still going to be seen as just the EA
1: and I also
2: find from a female perspective I mean we look at what's happening today you know with the whole COVID and the lockdown and all of that you know women you know we've taken on a different role we're now a career woman, we're now the the teacher at home, and we're still also the domestic engineer. We've still got to do the cooking and the washing. So it's a it's a massive strain. On women at the moment with this lockdown because we are juggling so many balls and we're still expected to do it at that high level so I find if we can just create some little efficiencies in our day you know through a technology platform or an automation process and it will free up our time to do all the other stuff it just makes a huge difference so and I think we have to be You are correct. We need a support system. I call them our cheerleaders. We've got yes. to have our cheerleaders around us. Mm. And it, a cheerleaders doesn't mean to be 100 people. It just needs to be, you know, three to five people that are there cheering you on through the good, the bad and the ugly, as I call it. Yeah. But they're also c- celebrating your small wins versus your big wins because we need it as women. We need a, you know... So- a win could be that you know you might you might uh, book an appointment with someone that you've been trying to get for six months. That's a small win, and we need yeah, to celebrate yeah. it. And mm. our cheerleaders will be there, um, doing it with us. And that's right, and exactly as you said, celebrating
1: small wins is such a boost to the to the self confidence, and it's a fulfillment. Mm. You know, it's fulfillment that hey, I won that, tick that <laughs> off the list. But I was just yeah. going to ask you, actually, the next question was, talk us yeah. through your experience with the pandemic and the lockdown and how you've pivoted and adapted your current role in business to like the new hybrid world, to virtual and remote working. So how does that fit into your life and your routine now?
2: Well, one of the things that I um, wanted to set myself up for was trying to have a work-life balance. Because as you can imagine, an EA supporting it, CEO level you do work 60 to 80 hours a week so I'm a single mum um I have three teenagers a uh, 13 year old girl um who is in year eight at school and um uh, two boys 16 and 17 yeah I know and they're both tradies so first and second year apprentice Good luck with that. so I I worked really really hard um you know, a lot of long hours. So I did miss out on some of their upbringing because I was always working. So when I went to work for myself, one of my remits in setting up the business was that I wanted to work three days a week. So I work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays only. Um, Monday is my strategic planning day aka I fill the food up a uh, fridge up with food I do um, the meal prep for the week because I've got everyone's meals because the tradies are taking big hot lunches every day oh, yeah. um, you know I'll pay the bills do all of that and then Friday is my mental health day so I can do anything on that Friday lunch with the girls stay in my PJs and watch Netflix all day, whatever I want to do. And I just, because I've never been able to do that. So um, for me, that was a really important thing for me. So, uh, you know, take back to February 2020, I had the whole year planned out from a roadmap perspective of, you know, travelling around Australia, um, hosting workshops and running conferences, etc. And then within a space of a couple of weeks, we went to lockdown straight away in March 2020. And my everything got cancelled, all my workshops and events. But what happened is, is that the people that I had been talking to, um, about tech with for the 12 months prior who were slamming the doors in my face going, oh, I don't need tech in my role. It's mm-hmm. all right. I don't need it. All of a sudden, the phone was going off the hook. Mish, I need your help with this. Mish, what is Microsoft Teams? What is this platform for uh, called Slack? You know, how do I use Zoom? Blah, blah, blah. So I went from, you know, um, thinking I was going to be on the road all of 2020 to then going into this, you know, working from home. I had to employ staff to help me with the training because it was just out of control. Control, And it wasn't just here in Australia. The demand was so high. And I was doing tech audits, which is a 30-minute, you know, solutions-focused, 30 minutes of intenseness. What do we need to solve? And a lot of it for the first three to six months was about Zoom and Microsoft Teams. How do I, um, you know, as I said, how do I put a passcode on a meeting? You know, how do I have a waiting room? How do I virtually do this? How do I do a a poll within a presentation? Like all these crazy things that we used to do face-to-face in our online learning. So, um, you know, we in Sydney were fortunate that we, were, we got let out of lockdown, if that's what we're going to call it, at the end of July last year. So I got back on the road again and, and travelling around Australia. But what was identified last year um, was there's so much out there for um, technology. There's so many apps and tools. And you mm. said you've got 50 on your phone. I then decided to write a book and my first ebook ever. Um, I failed at English at school, so that was my disclaimer. So, for me to write a book was really, really hard. So, I wanted to write to make it easier for people. Oh, I need a virtual whiteboard. What options are available? I need to be able to. Um, uh, you know, download and print a document instead of, you know, having someone sign it. How do I get digital signatures? So I wrote an ebook in 2020, which is incredible. It's online. If anyone wants to see it, we update it regularly when new apps and tools come out. So once you purchase it, it's only $19.95. Once you purchase it, um, you know, it's all the updates come to you all the time. Yay! <laughs> oh, Dan, I downloaded it. it's, um, it's It's, it's just an fantastic. excellent resource. Yes, yeah, and even if you don't use it, at some point someone will say to you, "Oh, I'm, how do I scan a document at home without going to the scanner in the office?" And it's like, "Oh, Mish has written this tech." So I wrote it. I wrote an ebook. Um, and then um, I took on a huge advocacy role last year for the admin office professional space because during lockdown, um, in twenty twenty the admin, um, role was the first to be cut from the bottom line of most Mm. businesses. So they didn't need the receptionist anymore because we were in lockdown. They didn't need an office manager anymore because we weren't in the office. Um, so, and I didn't agree with it. So I took on an advocacy role and part of my advocacy role is I then wrote a research paper. Mm. So I then, uh, I, it got published this year and the research paper is, you know, talking, there's three components to it, talking about the technology um, in our roles because a lot of um, people, just not EAs, felt technology was going to take our role. So that whole AI, that machine learning piece, if I bring a robot into the workplace, I'm going to lose my job when in fact a robot or that AI technology piece, it creates the efficiencies. So I was trying to remove the fear that you're not going to lose your job. What it's going to do is it's going to free up your time to then work on all this other stuff or showcase, as I say, your superpower. So like you were saying before, you know, you took on projects. So, you know, do the stuff that you really want to do and that meaty stuff. So I wrote the research paper and now fast forward to 2021. I got on the road. I had eight weeks on the road this year going around Australia, talking about the research paper. I went back to doing workshops and then all of a sudden, we're now, what are we? We're nearly September next week. We are day 63 of lockdown here in Sydney. Um, we've gone back to doing everything virtual. I am now doing my next research paper um, and really educating, mentoring. I, you know, I've got a very good structured mentoring program now for women in business. Very, I know it sounds bad, but I'm just focused on women in that mentoring program because I want, to, I want every woman to succeed. Doesn't matter what you do. I I think we deserve to succeed because, you know, we've got to have babies and then we've got to run a house and then we've got to, you know, cook and clean. It's a hard job sometimes being, we juggle with like the jugglers. So if you have a side hustle that you want to go into um, create a full-blown business, I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader and advocate. So if I can support you in that way, and I want to be there for the big wins and the small wins. So really, you know, working with women in business just brings so much joy to my day because we've all got something to offer. We've all got a story to share um, and we Definitely. need to share that story.
1: And so, a, I you know, absolutely 100% support everything you've just said and reiterate it. Um, because women do need to be better at supporting women, and we all need mm-hmm. to be cheerleading for each other. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a better world when we are and um, yeah. promoting each other's success and supporting each other's failures because we all learn from failure. That's how success yeah. is achieved. But I think for so many, it's they've it's just been in survival mode. Um, I think yeah. it was really about. What are they going to do? What are the decisions to make right now to save their businesses so they can reopen successfully when the crisis is over? Um, it's, in these times, it's really important to just dig deep, have grit and determination. And I don't say that in, in jest because I'm very fortunate to have had minimal to no impact from the pandemic. So I'm really feeling guilty to a certain extent for all those who have been, who have been affected in the vast extremities, and I truly believe it's really critical right now to pivot in this environment, make the most of something new. And if anything, it has also provided a chance to look at what is not working and to yes. focus on strengths in yourself and your business. If you have a business, you know, it's been an opportunity to take a step back and really rethink how they mm-hmm. are doing in their operations. So grasp, you know, grasp these, these resources on hand, like yourself, the mentoring, the support. Yes. Resources and uh, your yeah, ebook is an absolute wonderful uh, resource, especially for me. And like I'll be using it, it'll be <laughs> like the new Bible to me. <laughs> but no.
2: Oh, it Say, Joe, as well, like, you know, as women, um, I think we need to be a little bit kinder to ourselves, especially at this time. I mean, I know you're not impacted, but there is so many of us around Australia that have been impacted. Mm. And, you know, the whole homeschooling and the stress that it's putting on the households at the moment is just, it's really heartbreaking. And so, if, if you're a woman in business and you've had to store your business, you know, close your business or just, you know, do nothing with it because you're just trying to juggle the homeschool. Just be kind to yourself. Um, And we need to, because the mental health thing we know is, is, is alive and kicking. It's one in three people. Now, you know, we're looking at lifeline, you know, some days they're getting over 5,000 calls a day. And you know, the percentage of women in business is quite high as well. Um, But I think the thing is, is that we have to be patient and kind. And when, Things do become a little bit better. School does go back. Your business is going to still be there um, and you can just turn that switch back on, get your cheerleaders back in their tutus and their pom and cheering yeah. you on again and just get back to where you need to be. But we just need to kind of at the moment, you know, what did Melbourne, they celebrated 600 days in lockdown. So, you know, I'm only day 63. They've had 600 days like wow, It's just different. And But we do, women, we do juggle so much at all the time so just that's exactly
1: right and it is that's right take it easy on yourself there is light at the end of the tunnel and we just got to keep looking at that light and we will come out the other side and we will come out bigger and better it's you know it's the opportunity to shine on the other side when it does happen but yes perseverance and work on yourself while whilst we're in this in this uh, time is definitely as you said self-care is very important and the mental health aspect definitely reach out to someone um, whether it's just for a short conversation you know pick up the telephone actually have a telephone call don't go text yep. messaging you know physically talk to, to someone on the yep. phone that's a that's just a, a, a stress relief straight away when you're actually yep. having that connection of the voice to voice over the phone so Yep, let's, yeah. let's be better at, um, at self-care, definitely. Okay, well, yeah. we're going to take a little break and hear from one of our show's sponsors, and we'll be back soon.
3: Hey, Glowgetters. Have you heard about kick Women? Founded by Jo Sainsbury, kick Women is dedicated to empowering and supporting women who are considering a career change into an industry role. Visit our brand new website at www.kickasswomen.com.au or follow kick Women on Facebook and LinkedIn today to keep up to date with all things Kickass Women and the incredible opportunities and content we have for you. See you there, Glow Getters.
1: Okay, thanks listeners for joining back in. Our special guest today is Michelle Bowditch of Door 20A. So, Michelle, who has been your biggest supporter, or mentor, and role model throughout your career and your business today?
2: So, I've um, I've had I was lucky enough about twelve years ago to have a big to get a business coach. So, the employee I was working for they offered business coaching, and back in those days, I don't know about you, but business coach was a foreign word. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And this um, incredible individual, he has navigated with me through my different careers um, and still with me today. We don't meet as much as what we used to do. But it's just um, to have someone that's known you for so long, um, it, it just when you go to make decisions, I would encourage people out there if they've never had a, a mentor or a coach to really look at that um, and why you're getting them on board. Um, it's incredible. I also have this incredible woman, which most of the, I'm sure the community does know, which is Elka Whalen. She was Elka Graham, the ex-Olympic swimmer. Um, Yeah. We met through church um, and have become friends. And she is just this wealth of um, knowledge. Um, She is one of my biggest cheerleaders. And I can throw anything at her um, and she will be honest and open and have a great conversation. So a great example is Ellie this year. Um, I had an uh, interview on Ticker TV and I rang her after it and I said to her, that was shit, excuse my French. I said, <laughs> I, I, were I talked to too quickly. I got so excited. And she said to me, okay, let's do, you need to probably do some media training. You probably need to speak slower. You need to breathe. So then the next time when I went to do my first Sky News interview, and I was fortunate, I was in the studios in Brisbane um, when I did my first one. Um, just a little little tips and tricks that she had taught me along the way it was incredible so
1: they stay, I think... they stay in the front of your mind don't they when when you have that <laughs> advice and feedback given to you when you're put into those situations that's the first thing that I find it comes to the front of your mind think, like take a deep breath you know act as if you're just talking to a group of friends so yeah, yeah. great advice to
2: have and um and you know, little thing like you know, I wear my ring. So she said, you know, when you start to get the flutters, you know, twist your ring and all these. And I'm look, you know, I'm not media savvy, I'm the first to admit that. And you know, do I want to sit on the news desk? No, I don't. Um, but having the opportunity to share, you know, my information and my expertise to a wider community excites me as well. Um, I think also I've got a dear friend close to me. Um, she is how old are we? we call her Nanny Nell, and she is 62. Um, she's fitter, stronger than I'll ever be. She still runs every day. But she has a husband um, who is in a wheelchair. Um, so her day compared to my day or your day is very, very different. Mm. Um, but she inspires me. So when I'm whinging or complaining about, you know, the silliest things that, um, that I think are big and I, you know, might blow them out of proportion and I'll yell and scream and shout. She reminds me every day of, you know, to peel back the layers and what is important, you know, and then I go and, you know, her husband is the most incredible man and we just sit down and have a simple cup of tea or coffee and talk about nothing. She reminds me that that thing that was making such an impact in my life, or I was stressing about, I've got to stop stressing because it isn't important. She always says to me, are you saving a life? No, you're not. So just, you know, t- take a chill pill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it is a good reminder. And, you know, I, I say a lot, you know, you do need your cheerleaders. I call them your cheerleaders. People call them the A-team or your tribe. Mm-hmm. You need them around you um, because they're the ones that ground you um, when you're making decisions. They're the ones that, um, you know, if you're making a leap of faith from going from a side hustle to a full business, you know, they're the ones who are going to say no, yes, maybe, or they'll navigate you through this path. And also when you are on a career path, you may, we we all tend to do it, we may go on, you know, go left or right of the road that we were meant to be on. And these cheerleaders or the coach or the mentor will bring us back onto the right road um, and remind us of why we're doing what we're doing because that's the important thing is, you know, Some days we get up and we go, oh, I don't want to go to work. And these people remind us what we have to offer, what we need to give to other people, and what value we're bringing to the business. So they never get you back onto Mm. that right path, And they cheer you on. I mean, you know, I'm sure you get up some days, Joe, and you don't want to go to work. And it's like, do I really want to do this? But you're reminded as to why you're doing what you're doing because you truly love it. And you're making an impact. Mm. And it doesn't matter whether you're digging a hole or you're out there speaking on stage. Every bit counts and 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 makes a difference to someone else. So we need to remind ourselves that,
1: and that's exactly right. Contribution, like even superheroes, need help at times, and we need to we need to ask for help. So yeah. why not ask for help when it's necessary, and yeah. particularly when we're talking about these transitions into technology? Technology constantly changes, so making it yeah. imperative to keep retooling yourself in lots of aspect, you know, yeah. is 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 important and mentorship can bridge that gap between your skill set and the things you need to learn exactly what you provide so my advice is also uh reach out to potential mentors at every chance and like you the the uh, executive that i was ea for for 16 years um we had an eight-year stint the first year he moved Mm -hmm. town and uh, got a transfer with the company yep and then like about 10 years later, I'd actually relocated to the to the town that he was in and he found out and he rang me up and said, do you want a job? And I'm like, oh, OK, yep." Yeah. And I did another eight years service with him. So we become uh, he become very much my mentor and and guide and sounding board. He taught me a lot in regards to work ethic gave me a lot of feedback, encouraged me to learn lots of things. So, yeah, forever grateful. We have a great um, relationship, friendship still to this day, and same as you, don't get to see each other that often anymore. Um, he's an ageing man now, but, um, yeah, absolutely value him to the hilt and what he taught me and what he provided me in mentorship and our role model uh, over the years is, yeah, invaluable. Um, And to
2: work for someone that long, Joe, like that—that means that you had the click, the trust was there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's really important in, in an EA role. Like you've got to be, you've got to have the fit, what I call the fit, and with the fit comes the trust. And that's where the longevity that you guys had together, the two eight-year stints, like that's so incredible. That's really, it, and, that's and how, it
1: was. That, yeah, it was great. And it's it's very important to build a network of mentors and pe- mentors and peers. And, you know, you can have your mentors at work and outside of that workforce yeah. and your peers yeah, yeah. as well that you can tap into when you need help figuring things out. And I'm a big supporter, you know, consider joining women's network groups. There's lots yeah. of women's groups out there that are just absolutely magnificent cheerleaders and they will cheer you all the way home. There's, and there's always lots of room to, um, to, to learn. And there's also going to be rejections, but you have those cheerleaders in yeah. your, in your um, backyard supporting you and, you know, you need to keep reaching out to them
2: yeah you do, and I think it's you know life is about enjoying it to the fullest, and you know we're learning in this lockdown that we can't plan you know that Christmas holiday or do whatever, so enjoy now, don't worry about what happened tomorrow, don't worry about what you think's going to happen next week, Live for today and yeah, make the most of it exactly right. yeah so and i think we've we've touched on
1: this a little bit before, um just to to um have a bit more of a conversation on it like I call it your way bridge so what is your way bridge or work-life balance mean to you and and how do you work to achieve that goal
2: oh look you know some weeks are great and it goes according to plan but other weeks you know um as I mentioned earlier navigating two tradies in the house can be interesting um, and I'll give you a great example at the moment because of lockdown um, both the boys can actually get their peas license um, so they can drive the but But um, Service New South Wales is closed down because of COVID, so you can't go for your licence test. So I am navigating the drop-off and pick-up. And as you know, with tradies, they don't start at (laughs) 9 (laughs) o'clock. It's early in the morning. So... I would say at the moment, um, my work-life balance is very different. I feel um, the support I need to give my children to be there for them just to navigate their days. Um, So, you know, my days aren't long with a working day because I'm up at 4am and Pretty much, you know, one tradie is going this way, then I come home and pick up the other tradie and then I'm dropping the other tradie at work. So, you know, I've probably pretty much done, you know, an hour to two hours in the car in the morning. So I come home and my big thing for me is um, I walk. So I'm a walker um, and that is great for my mental health. I'm getting what I call liquid happiness or exercise. Um, and also I do it from a learning capacity so I'm not a reader I'm a podcaster so on Sunday night I rack up my list of podcasts for the week so most weeks I have between 10 and 15 podcasts so that's my learning time because we've still got to learn we're never too old to learn Um, and I one of the initiatives that I took on personally for myself during lockdown is I'm walking 20,000 steps a day and I'm star jumping all the time so (laughs) <laughs> so for the listeners that are on instagram come and check me out you'll see me star jumping all i've seen the time. you
1: star jumping yes <laughs>
2: <laughs> and but the thing is it's a little bit of that humor that we need to bring to our life because we can't control what's going on we don't yeah. know what's going to happen you know the cases could be 10 tomorrow they could be a thousand like you know that's out of our control but i can control what's going in so Um, My work-life balance at the moment is a little bit skewy because I'm focusing on, you know, the kids at home, my daughter's homeschooling, all those kind of things, but then also focusing on me with my mental health. So walking, whether we're in COVID or not, is a big thing. I mean, my mentoring program also, if we're not in lockdown, is part of my walk and talk. We do walk and talk. So we walk 5Ks or 10Ks, part of the mentoring program. So walking's a big thing for me. um, And if I can get four to five hours, in of work on a Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, that's a tick on the board for me. I'm happy with it at the moment. So, I think we have to, as mothers and as women um, running businesses or working in a career, is that we have to kind of adjust and twig a few things at the moment um, and don't say, Well, I always work nine to five. That always sentence or it's got to kind of change that conversation to adjust to what's happening now and right in this moment and i think that's where that kindness piece that i said to before we have to be kinder to ourselves yeah. so if the child runs in and goes, oh, the internet broke and i can't get my science assignment you know loaded up you know we have to drop what we're doing we're and doing focus on it. them because that's a big thing for them at the moment um, and we have to be more present um and i think that's one thing i learned from going from the corporate space to working for myself you know i said i wanted to get that work-life balance my my um number one priority is being present for these children because Mm -hmm. I've got two two boys as I said I want to make them better men and how do I turn them into beautiful men that you know when they go and meet a girl and their parents the the girl comes to me and says do you know that you've got the most delightful um son I want to have yeah so but it's spending time and having. Having those conversations and, you know, you mentioned earlier that you, your your kids are older, but like, you know, it could be in the car in the morning and having a conversation with them. You know, we try um, and have dinner at the dinner table three nights a week. Um, because having it five nights a week just doesn't happen. Um, so it's having those conversations. And we're having adult conversations now. We're not having the, the three-year-old or the five-year-old. You know, they're 16 and 17. But if you saw them, Joe, they're like big boys, you know. <laughs> I mean,
1: they, they they get to a certain age and then they just tower and we just move. <sighs> we lose that concept of them being so small. And as I, I said to you, I've just become a, a grandmother and we haven't had a baby in the family for, since our baby was a baby. So grasping mm-hmm. the concept of how small they are again, you know, where they <laughs> started from, it's it's pretty daunting, but beautiful in the same time, but yes, you need to be present in their life and, um, and make the time for them. Don't, um, don't dismiss yeah. them. Don't, um, don't and they're my
2: they're my cheerleaders as well yeah, joe like, that's exactly I do t- right
1: yep as much they, as you support them they will support you back definitely yeah
2: yeah and like i remember um one day i w- was on sky news here in sydney and my son comes home from work the electrician and i was talking about apps um and i referenced to his in his industry because there's an app um that you can use as a j- tradie um yeah. to do your time sheets and your quoting yeah. and he came home and he goes Mum, were you on the news today? And I, yeah, he goes, Oh, the boss was talking about it to you, He's gone like this. He goes, Oh, well done, Mum. Good on you. You can have a glass <laughs> of wine now. So he was my cheer. Like Leader. that's that Yeah, definitely. So, great. Yeah. And it, it, it warms my heart that you know that as a single mum, that I'm able to juggle, but then also be present, be there for them. Because as I said, I wasn't present in the younger years because we yep. were working so hard. Hard. and you know we we're trying to put you know pay the bills pay the mortgage and we're doing this whole juggle and put food on the table whereas now I'm working for myself I've set myself up that I can be present and it's a really important thing for me Jo to, to be present for my kids. And that's exactly what it's
1: all about like work-life balance is about achieving a compromise between the need to work and of course to earn an income and the need yep. to have a life outside of work so yep. balance is not better time management but better boundary management. And balance means making choices and, and enjoying those choices.
2: So, yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. And, that's, and I think, you know. I, you know- with, I think um, maturity comes, age and maturity comes with that as well. When we can make those better choices, so that's yeah. all right. And I always say, don't aim for work-life
1: balance; aim for work-life fulfillment. So, yeah, yeah, that's what we need yeah. to work on. So, <laughs> uh, last, a uh, last question for you: What are your top three values that you live into and that that drive your business? I think we might have touched on this, but I know you've got uh,
2: a, a specific response to this. <laughs> Yeah, so I've got my three Cs in my business, which is community, connection and collaboration. So we need to create a community around us. We need to um, connect with others so we can t- continue to learn. And we need to collaborate so we can, um, you know, go into spaces or into businesses or into opportunities that we've never been there before and I honestly believe that you know it is community over competition and we talked about touched on that earlier that we need to cheer each other on so when you've got a community around you and you're connecting with like-minded people that are going to cheer you on you know that collaboration piece comes um out so so strong so you know and collaboration it doesn't mean it's not about money or it's not about you getting more than the other it's about that connection collaboration and community so my three c's in my business and i encourage everyone you know create a community around you that you can connect and collaborate with because that is going to be the easiest process for you especially as a business owner um and it's not about competition and i think you know before as women in business we did often go like this and butt heads and you know oh she's doing this so i've got to do this and it's not about that stay in your lane be true to who you are and create a great community around you so you can connect and collaborate. And that's great advice. So yeah,
1: definitely, definitely support that. And do you have anything to offer to our listeners that you'd like to share or any special offers? Like we mentioned um, your e definitely. Will, we've will got the ebook, it's e-book.
2: online on the website. Um, if there's any women out there, and no matter your age, you know, if you're someone that's starting off um, in, you know, the corporate workspace or, you know, whether you're a 20-year-old up to a 60-year-old, you know, if there's something in your life, if you've got a roadblock age or you're trying to find an answer to a problem that you just can't get past, you know, connect with me, let's have a virtual coffee. It's 15 minutes, free. Um, and then maybe if the mentoring program's for you, but I encourage you just, you know, connect on Instagram or LinkedIn um, because the thing is the power of connection is so important in a space that we are, um, you know, sitting in front of a screen for so long. So it's having a conversation with someone and, um, you know, I will be back on the road again. So when I do hit your state, let's connect for a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. And, and as I always say to everyone, There's only one incredible you in this world. So remember that and um, be you, do you, amaze you.
1: Well, thank you very much, Michelle. It's been a great uh, conversation and always another inspiring and invaluable conversation that we've shared today. We wish you all the best with Door 20A and we'll put your links and, um, and contact information up in our show notes and on our website for anyone wanting to reach out to Michelle. So I'd like to say thank you again, take care and stay safe and we look forward to catching up with you a little later on in the year and definitely when we can all travel again, we'll be um, making those phone calls to say, hey, let's catch <laughs> up. So we'll hear another quick word from one of our show sponsors and we'll be back to take our, or get our take five and wrap it up. Talk to you soon.
3: Hey, Glowgetters. Did you know that Jo Sainsbury is a published author for her book High Heels to High Viz? And has been named an Amazon number one bestseller. Telling the story about Joe's transition from the corporate sector into industry, High Heels to High Viz acts as a guide for women who are considering a non-traditional role and career. High Heels to High Viz is available for purchase online at all leading bookstores, including Amazon, Dimex, Waterstones and eBay.
1: Okay, so that's been a great conversation today with Michelle of Door 20A. So now we're going to get our take five tips. So with passion powering, here are just five tips in relation to Michelle's tech toolkit ebook that she's got on offer that you can download or purchase and download. And it's to help us manage a plethora of daily activities in both our work and personal lives and its complements, of course, of Door 28. So I've just picked a few um, topics out of it. So we've got we've got five. So the first one's about document management. It's about your filing system. Number two is time management. We all need to manage our time more efficiently and productively. Three, of course, is communication. One of Michelle's main values. Four is network. We can't um, promote that more than enough. Networking is so vital and important to your own self confidence and your success in either your career. Um, transitioning on career journey and your businesses and number five is the most important self-care and Michelle talked about a a lot about that today so remember to be kind to yourself and take that self-care and lastly a safety affirmation from Michelle it's a favoured quote from Michelle and it's very pertinent to each and every woman out there when thinking small so too is what we allow ourselves to achieve when thinking is big We create opportunity to accept abundance. Okay, that's it, guys. I do hope you enjoyed our show and our guests. A very big special thank you to Michelle Bowditch of Door28 for sharing so much valuable, invaluable information with us. And I hope you all found the information inspiring and that it gives you something to ponder and perhaps action over the weekend. The road to success is not void of challenges and pitfalls. Patience is key to realising your full potential. You will have doubts and get discouraged at times, and particularly in these times. Realise that there will be a learning curve for every new thing or concept that you decide to learn. If you put in the time and work, you will eventually become very proficient, proficient at any new skill. Mistakes are a learning opportunity because you understand what you need to look at more carefully or dedicate more time to understanding and how to avoid making those same mistakes again. The fact that you are still persevering is commendable. Technology can help leverage limited capacity and capital in smarter, more effective ways. And in some cases using technology provides us greater efficiency and versatility, making it a natural progression for processes you may already have in place in your personal life and business. In others, you may need to make some adjustments to reap the benefits of tech friendly alternatives. I know I do. The good news is that the benefits often outweigh the short-lived challenges of the transitional process once new systems are in place. And Michelle has highlighted just some of those areas to explore when you're ready to ramp up your use of technology in your life and business. And Michelle is just one of the many amazing female entrepreneurs seeking opportunities to lead during the pandemic to inspire, create, innovate and empower others. As always, I really appreciate you giving me your time to listen to this radio show. You can find more information on the episode and Michelle and Door 20A in the show notes or on my social media pages. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest episodes sent directly to you. Well, that's all for today's show. Thanks for your company and for listening to Kick-Ass Radio. It's not goodbye, but see you later. Stay safe and well. Keep in touch, POSCOMs. Go on, get your glow on, become a glow getter.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Kick-Ass Radio, where we kick goals and deliver empowering conversations for women. Want to hear more from Kick-Ass Women and Joe Sainsbury? Visit the Kick-Ass Women website or follow Kick-Ass Women on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. See you on the next episode of Kick-Ass Radio.